after an extremely intense week of warfare, this song has continually played in my spirit. See a victory. The weapons may be formed, but they will not prosper. Our God will never fail. The God we serve knows only how to triumph. Our God will never fail. We are about to see a victory, for the battle belongs to the Lord. We are not backing down from any giant because we know how this story ends. We're going to see a victory. God is the undefeated champion, and we will see victory manifest from every battle, trial, war, challenge, situation, tribulation, disappointment, and discouragement because God takes what the enemy meant for evil and God is turning it for good. For the Bible declares in Romans eight twenty eight. And we know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, calls all things to work together as a plan for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to his plan and purpose. The title of the message for today is, Can God Consider You for Double? My scripture reference will come from Isaiah 61, 7, which declares, For your shame ye shall have double. And for your confusion, they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess the double. Everlasting joy shall be unto them. Can God consider you for double? The definition of consider is to study, contemplate, weigh mean, to think about in order to arrive at a judgment or decision, to give thought to in order to reach a suitable conclusion or opinion or decision. Can God consider you for double? The word double means to make or become twice as great, or as many to multiply twice as much in size, strength, number, or amount. As God posed this question to me, can, can God consider you for double? God immediately sent me to the book of Job, in which the book of Job illustrates God's justice in the face of human suffering. We often ask, why do the righteous suffer, in which the Bible declares in Psalm thirty-four nineteen, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. So here it is clear that the righteous will suffer affliction, but God promises to deliver us out of them all. Therefore, it is written, the righteous is going to face many afflictions as a result of their willingness to not compromise and to stand on the promises and the word of God. God challenges the devil with Job's obedience and faith, in which God presents Job to Satan, posing the question, Have you considered my servant Job? We as Christians oftentimes quote, The devil is a liar. I said it several times this week. When the truth of the matter is, your struggles, insecurities, challenges, hardships, trials, and tribulations are oftentimes ordained by God himself, and it's not the devil. How will God know that we are trustworthy and are equipped and able to birth forth our purpose or to carry out our spiritual assignments if we are weak and we are never challenged or tested by God to demonstrate our strength because the Bible declares that the joy of the Lord is our strength, as well as in James 1, 2, 3, the Bible declares, my brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. 
Therefore, instead of crying, complaining, and whining, we should count it all joy, even when we are like Job, and we don't understand the sad afflictions that God himself has ordained to our lives. We should know that God is considering us for double, double what you may ask, a double portion of his anointing, double inheritance, double favor, and double blessings, because after all, the anointing will cost you something. God shows his best to consider for double. God described Job as there is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. Job 1.8 How many of us meet the criteria for double and possess the characteristics that God described Job possess? Can God consider you for double? Can God brag on you in this capacity? Just a few questions to ponder when you are praying for a double portion or you are speaking and inquiring of a double portion. You see, I find that we all want the blessings, but we don't want the trouble, trials, and tribulations that are attached to the blessings that we request or specifically that God has ordained for our lives. I can go another further and say that we all want to be used of God and want to be anointed and appointed, but we will miss our appointment of trouble and don't want to endure the trouble that is appointed for our lives to qualify us for the anointing or the double portion that God wants to give us. God allows Satan to afflict Job, but not to punish Job for sin. God himself described Job as blameless and upright. Job suffers because he is among the best, not because he is the worst. Are you considered God's best or are you the worst? Of course, Satan is doing his job in which he rejects God's views of Job's good character, and Satan implies that Job has a selfish motive, a cynical reason for obeying and trusting God. How many of us have selfish motives and only obey and trust God for spiritual benefits such as material possession and financial benefits in which we rather compromise and blame for the world instead of shine and stand for Jesus? Satan challenges God, Stating that Job doesn't love God and for God to take away Job's many blessings, which would indicate he is not a friend of God. We all can attest to having fair weather friends or leeches whom are only with us and around us as long as it benefits them. But when we, we begin to go through challenges or when we are facing our greatest tests, that's when your so-called friends begin to lose faith in you. And just like Satan, they discredit who you are in God. You are anointed and powerful as long as it is benefiting them. But as soon as you begin to get script of things to include your anointing for a set season, they denounce who you are to them. You are not real and you are useless because you aren't able to produce blessings. They are just like Job's friends. They begin to try and convince you that you have sinned and done something wrong. Just as Job, we are putting situations as God's chosen, appointed, and anointed to either reject God or maintain our faith. Which position are you currently in? Will you choose to reject God or maintain your faith? Through the trials and tribulations that are currently present in your lives, after all, the Bible declares in Romans 8, 28, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the call according to his purpose. Here we have Job, whom is a victim of time and chance, a part of God's orchestrated purpose. You may ask yourself why you have to go through all this to get to purpose, in which oftentimes your purpose will cause you great pain, but great pain produces a great promise. 
Less pain produces less purpose, and no pain produces no purpose or promise. All God wants us to do is persevere through the pain in order to birth forth our God-ordained purpose. But we continue to trust God, to love God with all our heart, soul, and mind, even while suffering for reasons we sometimes do not understand. Job became increasingly confused, perplexed, discouraged, and without hope, and his pain produced a broken spirit. Although Job has done nothing wrong and pleads desperately for help, God still chooses to remain hidden. Job 30, verse 20. Does this sound familiar? Many times has God tested us and ordained trials and tribulations for us, and it's as if God is absent in which the teacher is always quiet during the test. But what happens when you are faithful unto God, you are obedient and living a righteous life and according to God's word, and it seems as if you are always in great spiritual warfare. You are always losing. Your prayers aren't being answered. You are fasting and praying for the promise, but God is still not speaking. The only answer God has given you is trouble. What do you do when you've done all you can do and you don't know why or what to do, but you know you have to do something? The answer is to continue to be consistent, persistent, Continue to press, continue to fight, continue to wait, continue to have faith, continue to be strong, continue to be encouraged because the truth of the matter is God not only hears your prayers, but God also sees the tears. God hears your prayers and you are just at the finish line to your promise. If you would just hold on and hold out and continue to go through what God has ordained, the very thing you are crying and asking God for, God has already given you the answer. You just have to seek him trust them and understand that if you continue to push in the spirit in which it has to manifest in the spirit before God manifested in the natural and that you have to be equipped spiritually in order to be able to maintain a natural manifestation of the blessings through your afflictions birth forth integrity character obedience faith wisdom, divine order and ability to stand and say no and to disconnect from those whom would distort and distract you from your God-ordained purpose and every promise that God has for you. Job's friend states that Job's sins are the cause of his suffering. At first, they were to console Job, but ended up attacking Job. Sounds familiar? Real friends, how many of us have them? Job's friends completely misread Job's spiritual condition and God's purpose. How many of us have carnal-minded friends that doesn't have a kingdom mindset and always insists that your trials are of the devil and not criteria for promotion? The truth of the matter is your friends don't want to see you promoted. When you tell your friends that you are fasting and praying or in consecration, which causes a separation from many, how many of them respect that or do they persuade you to eat or constantly call your phone just to distract you from getting promoted both spiritually and naturally? Real friends understands the anointing on your life. And if it means you have to separate from them, they receive it and still love you the same as well as push you to go all the way to reach your God-given purpose. No matter if it means losing them, because some of us had to drop those so-called friends like it's hot, as they say, bye Felicia. Because your season with them are up and they are set to hinder and distract you from, from your spiritual 
elevation, and your natural promotion and manifestation. As I conclude this message, I want to reiterate that suffering may occur for reasons that we don't understand unless or until God reveals them to us. Trials may come because God needs to know something about a faithful servant. Job's suffering has such an intent to prove whether he would love God in spite of everything. Trials and suffering provide spiritual enrichment and build a relationship between us and God. Job illustrated that God was still God no matter what and always worthy of our love, reverence, and worship. That was the test on Job, and he passed it. Job remained faithful despite the loss of his children, possessions, and friends. Job proved it is possible to love God unconditionally. Suffering was an expansive faith demonstrating opportunity for Job. God had grown much bigger as Job had become smaller in his own eyes. Suffering brings one to a place of humility, but suffering is the number one criteria for God to consider you for double. God considered Job for double, and because Job endured the test, Job was in increased in spite of the storm, and Job received double of what he ever possessed, and Job was greatly restored. The question still remains, can God consider you for double?